We're going to get your Friday started off with something really, really positive and cool. More so than usual. My name is Drew Garabo. This show is Drew Garabo Live. Michael Rotunda is with me today. It's feeling good Friday, baby. It is feeling good Friday. John Senning had to take a day. So he did. And I first became aware of this video uh, a few weeks ago. I think late October, if I'm not mistaken. The world found out about this dude, Coach Richard. Not just Coach of the Year. This guy is exactly what the world needs in 2019. We're at each other's throats politically, socially. We're a mess. People protesting things. People mad at each other over the way they have opinions on things. A lack of civility. A lack of respect and compassion for our fellow man. And along comes Coach Richard. Probably a guy who got into coaching youth sports because he enjoys shaping and molding young athletes into older athletes and quality human beings. If you haven't seen the video, I urge you to do so. Just search Coach Richard on any social media device and you'll see it. The Barstool Sports Twitter account tweeted it. And as of right now, it has 11.5 million views. That's impressive. More impressive is the impact that one person can have, not just on one kid's life, but thanks to social media, everybody who watches it. I'm going to play it for you. The audio is great. It's Coach Richard receiving a gift from a kid that he coached, and we've got Coach Richard on the line right now to do his first radio interview, and I'm so honored that we're going to get to speak to him. But for the uninitiated, here's what happened uh, back a few, I believe this happened a few months ago. A good coach can change the game. A great coach can change the life. Look at the other side. Thanks, buddy. Hold on. He's got a little note he wrote you. He wants to read it. Dear Coach Richard, you have been the greatest coach in my life. I love you, Richard. I want you to show me your doing. You help me love football again. Thank you for being my favorite coach, Mark Raiden. Every dang time that kid's voice breaks, I lose it. Every single freaking time. And now it is a tremendous honor and privilege to share to the world doing his first radio interview. We found each other on Twitter. Coach Richard, thank you so much for uh, for joining us this afternoon. And congratulations and thank you on behalf of fathers and people everywhere for being a positive impact on the world, man. Thank you from the bottom of my heart, Drew. That was beautiful. Uh, I smiled the entire time while you were introducing um, and just, you know, speaking about me. It's it's one thing to to try to believe and, you know, take a hold of all of the things that people are saying, but um, to just hear from another person about how good of a person that I have been and I'm just truly being myself um it's a feeling that i really can't explain right now but i do appreciate it to the to the deepest part of me you know that we're doing this and that you introduced me in that way well absolutely man yo no no thank you And, and it has to blow your mind where a moment a tender moment between you and this kid that you coached goes viral and millions of people not only get to see it but get to 
feel it. And every time that kid, tell me about that kid and tell me about your relationship and what you coached and what it was like to coach him. Like, give me, give me the behind the stuff that we don't know about this kid particularly and you as a coach. Drew, that was a last minute experience for me. Um, a friend from high school was the athletic director at the time of a YMCA, and he messaged me and expressed to me that a father had to back out from volunteering because of his job and asked me if I wanted to coach. And I said yes. And when I actually got there, I, I actually thought we were meeting to just, you know, touch base about things. But when we were talking, he was handing me flags and handing me a football and I was like, wait, so this is happening today? And he was like, yeah, we're about to head out to practice now. So I, we walk out there to the field. I mean, there's soccer's going on, there's sports going on. So I come to where I'm going to be coaching my kids. I see a few familiar faces, and one of them is Jaden. He is um, the son of someone I played football with in high school. So um, his mother was there, but I recognized him and uh, a few other of the kids. And that was the first day that um, I was introduced as a volunteer to coach for that team. And it just kind of, I was nervous. And my, I, that was the first time I've ever coached any sport um, of any kind of any age. And the kids are what kind of made it comfortable for me because I could just be myself. You know, And we I coached first and second grade. So I didn't have to, you know, teach them about winning and losing. It was just about the fundamentals and having fun. So I felt like that was the, you know, the easiest part about it. I don't have to teach them about, you know, even the competitive part. It's really just about having fun. And Jaden played the year before, and he didn't have a good experience, and he kind of, you know, fell out of love with football and, you know, didn't enjoy it anymore. But uh, me and his dad playing in a flag league together, and that's where he first met me. And I kind of threw the football with him when he first met me, and he said that he, you know, admired me ever since so when he heard that I was coaching he was excited and the season went really well for him and he um he loved it and he wanted to express that to me and and now we are here you know at at that moment you know Richard you you think about how different things could happen and steer us in different directions had you not shown up that day had you just decided man I, I you know I don't know if I can coach football had that kid not decided to uh to sign up for a second year of football and give it another chance the world never would have gotten to experience that unbelievable moment when he goes to give you it looked like a big uh, like a yeti cooler or something that was personalized just that moment alone had to feel yeah. so good for you right when he gave you that present it was uh, reading it and just said, you know, a good coach can change the game, but a great coach can change a life. You know, it was even what it said, you know, it kind of hit me and I hugged him. Even from that point, I was like, thank you. Like, I mean, you, you're expressing to me that I changed your life in some sort of way. And then that's when his mom was like, well, he actually wrote you a letter. So, like, I'm just completely open, like, listening to him. And then he breaks down about it. And um, I kind of don't, when people ask me about it, I'm like, I, all I remember was watching him get emotional and then I just hugged him and then I remember opening up my eyes and kind of seeing people and then I just closed them again so like it was uh, I couldn't let him go yet that's what it felt like to me. Like I was this you know so it was that was the most unexpected 
like I just I don't know <laughs> it was extremely unexpected and, you know fulfilling so fulfilling you know it is man and and it and a moment between coach and player goes viral and then the world starts to see it and I was shocked when you told me that you hadn't really done a radio interview yet because I would think like that people would be knocking down your door and and I'm sure this is the first of many for you and I I know that we talked about the Ellen show and I tweeted out to Ellen and her producers about that's the perfect thing for her it's a perfect thing for you because you deserve to spread your message to the world you let me find out about you a little bit like tell me about your background tell me about growing up and 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 everything that led you to the moment that we uh, we know you for, Richard. I um, I grew up in Richmond, Indiana. Um, I was raised uh, by a single mother, greatest mother you know I, I could ever express. Uh, I have three brothers, two older and one younger. So my mom raised four boys, um, all all alone, and uh, we all played sports. Uh, if you walk in my house, there's ribbons, there's trophies. They're they're all over the place from where we, we all played sports. And um, I was always good at football. And I always thought that that was something that was going to lead me to make a difference because it would be a dream come true coming from where I come from. And as I, I did well in high school, I was all state. Um, I actually just had someone... There was another kid that's on my team. His name is Carson. His mom sent me a picture of him and his older brother with their hand on my All-State picture. And she sent it to me and was like, they wanted to touch your, your picture. And, you know, I forget about that, you know, essentially because it was high school. But, right. you know, it takes those kind of situations for me to remember, like, man, I was All-State. I was, you know, pretty good in high school. <laughs> <Right>. And me... <laughs> Being, you know, a volunteer or a public figure, essentially, in, in my community, that's something that they remember, like, you know, and even the kids that didn't know, you know, now they're figuring it out. Like, they enjoy me as a coach or as a person, and then they find out, like, well, he was actually really good at a sport, you know, and that's the reason why he has a passion to teach it now. And when I went to college, I don't know what it was. I kind of just fell out of love with it. Yep. I truly felt within myself that there was going to be another route for me to take because I can only impact, I guess, a certain amount or a certain group of people when it comes to football. So I kind of just let, you know, life take me wherever it took me. And, um, and here we are. Even kind of, yeah, <laughs> even kind of fast forward and grew to right before I even volunteered. I was in a relationship with um, a, a girl who has three kids that were mine. Mm. And... We had a fourth together. Wow. And our relationship wasn't going well, so we had to separate. Yep. So I had to leave my family. And then in that same week, I was unlawfully fired from my job. Mm. So it was a completely dark place for me. And I even tried to apply for another job. And it was a place where my brother worked. So I felt like I had a shoe in. And the interview went well. And they called me back and basically told me that I couldn't have the job because my brother worked there. Oh, man. So with, you know, all of that kind of going on in my mind, I just kind of, you know, told my mom, I'm I'm not going to apply for another job. I got a little bit of money saved up. I'm just going to focus on, like, my fitness, my health, and just try to grow my brand. Yeah. And during that time, which was uh, my birthday was September 7th, I got a call from a guy I used to work with. 
and he told me that him and his friend are opening up a gym in Richmond, and he wanted to know if I wanted to be a personal trainer. And I absolutely obliged. And when I met when I met with him, it was at a warehouse, and we were all talking about like how things were going to work, and we kept hearing booms outside, like loud booms. Then it's like beginning of September, and we walk outside, and there are fireworks going off. But they were going off in such a way where we had to watch them. There's no way that we could talk. Right. And after like two minutes of fireworks going off, we looked at each other and it was kind of like that aha moment. Like we're at where we need to be. And they made the right choice with me because I don't have a certification in personal training, but I posted a picture of me making a transformation within myself. Yeah. So they, you know, kind of essentially deemed me worthy. Like, you know, you we've seen what you did for yourself. So we know that you have the knowledge and the experience and we know that you're a good guy you know i worked with one of them and then in the same week i was asked to volunteer to coach so with the exposure that i'm getting from this drew is it's boggling my mind because uh i think everyone dreams of that especially if you're building a brand you know to make an impact so with the gym that was where my focus was right is what I, every day that I come in, I'm going to make sure that I change people's lives like I changed mine. And I know that that's going to get, you know, America or the world's attention, everybody's attention. Like I just want to push my brand. And the volunteering was an opportunity for me to just be myself. I didn't have to focus on any outcome. The only thing was, you know, getting these kids to have fun every day. Dude. And to be able to capture that moment, how it's viral, Jim, Jim Ursay. Uh, Gabrielle Union, these Wesley Snipes, these people are reposting the Drew. <laughs> these people are reposting the video and expressing, you know, what it made them feel like. And I just, I, I, I still just wake up every morning. I go to the gym and, you know, I'm, I'm on my phone and then I put it down and then I'll come back and it's something else. Like someone else felt this and are willing to, you know, express what it made them feel like. I'm getting people reaching out for me to me from London, um, from Mississippi, from Tennessee, from the United Kingdom, expressing to me that they watched it on the news or they seen it on the internet and it made them cry. This is, you know, they're expressing that it's uncomfortable for them and they don't usually do this, but they wanted to reach out to me to thank me for what I'm doing. You know, and I just, I volunteered, you know, (laughs) I can't, I, I don't want to, you know, kind of describe it in that way because I feel like I'm making light of, you know, how it was for me. But that's just what it was. It wasn't heavy. It wasn't right, anything right. that I felt like I had to force myself to do. I was like, I can volunteer and all I have to do is teach him how to have fun. Oh, this is gonna, this is the easiest thing that I can lose myself in. This. I don't have to think about anything over my back. Not even the parents worrying about if their kid plays or wins or loses because it's only about having fun. Man, Rich. So, like, I'm here with Richard, the, the world needed this so badly right now. Like, you you know, where we are uh, politically and socially and uh, morally and everything, I think the world, would, it just couldn't have come at a better time. And props to your mom for, for what she did with you because uh, I'm a single parent myself. I've, I have a 16-year-old son. I've had him on my own for the last four or five years or so. And I can't imagine what it's like for a mom to bust her ass nine to five, 40 hours a week, 60 hours a week to put food on the table and to produce a young man like you who then finds himself wandering through life, right place, right time, coaching a kid like this little young man and to have an influence on his life 
and then the world, not just the state, not just the city, but the world like you have, my man, right place, right time, and destiny speaks louder than anything else. You, uh, you're doing it right, my dude. Man, I, I can't say that I haven't dreamed of this. You know, I, I hear exactly what you mean when you when you talk about political, moral, like how there's just a, there's just a like a fog. Yep. It's just like a negative fog that is just all around us, and. There are people, you know, that have had conversations with me where I'm just, whatever happens, I'm going to create the solution. Yep. I'm going to be the type of person that has the solution. And I just kind of put that, my intentions into the universe. And I just was doing my best to be true to myself. Yeah. And I'm, I'm this is shedding light that that exists because all the, uh, that's what I did. I just believed that I knew something was coming. I could feel it. And I just, you know, kind of opened myself to it and, it just unexpectedly just showed up like, um, here it is. Here's, here's what you need to ignite a feeling and an emotion and a power that we forgot existed. Right on. And when it, you know, and now that it's ignited, it's time to spread it. Hell yeah, it is. We're speaking with coach Richard. He went viral uh, back in late October for a tender moment between him and a football player of his who broke down uh, when he read him a letter of thanks. Micah Rotunda, what you got for coach Richard? Well, first of all, I love you, Richard. Thank you for what you're doing. Um, Something you said really hit home with me just now. Uh, You said, you know, be the solution, be the solution, not the problem. And with kids, especially we need to be the person that we needed when we were younger. And like you obviously had a great example with your mom, but you keep talking about how you dreamt of this happening and then all just kind of aligned. I believe that with the right intention, these kinds of things will always transpire. It's like whatever you're doing, as long as you're you're striving to be a better person, you lost a job, you lost your family. And then instead of being selfish and self-loathing or doing negative things, you decided I'm going to be selfless. I'm going to let go and I'm going to give back and let my problems disappear for a minute. And look what happened. So all of the good things are just, they're drawn and attracted to you because you are setting the standard for what life should be. Uh, (laughs) um, (laughs) You're uh, making me think about uh, my, one of my friends told me that, um, journeys throughout life, we're going to have to experience emotions that we didn't think we should, or we didn't think that we would. Right. And when my daughter was born, I spent every day with her. I woke up with her every night. Um, she's definitely a daddy's girl. And there was just one day that she finally expressed her emotions to me about not being around or not being there when she goes to sleep or when she wakes up. And I was just leaving the house and she had to stay with her siblings and she wanted to go with me, but I, I, I was going to be busy. So she like balled up her fist and was going to hit me. And I just grabbed her and, um, I could just tell that she was upset and her older sister, her name is Taylor and she's seven. She just came and picked her up and, like kind of just took the weight off of me because she knew that, you know, it it was crazy to me how she did it in that moment because she was watching and she knew that royalty was upset and she grabbed her and she calmed her down. And on that ride home, I got 
don't know how I got home because I was crying the whole time. Damn, dude. And I uh, walked into my house, and my grandma was there. She was upset about something, and she was like, I need to talk to you. But when she seen how I looked, like, she just forgot everything that she was feeling and tried to, you know, comfort me. But in that kind of moment, it was just kind of, I had to feel it because it was just, it was just so real for me at the time. I had to feel it. And I felt like that I was in a hurricane, but it was calm. That makes sense. And when I, when I expressed that to her, you know, she said, you know, the calmest place in a storm is like the eye of the storm is in the middle. And I, I told her, I felt like that's where I am. I just went through the worst part of the hurricane and I got right to the middle. <sighs> and with this going down and the way that it feels, I feel like I'm on my way out, but nothing is slowing me down. Damn right. I feel like I'm on a, a roller. I feel like I'm on a roller coaster, but I'm being still. <laughs> Well, listen, man, uh, I appreciate the time we spent this afternoon. This is the first of many interviews you're going to do. I want to thank you from the bottom of my heart, uh, not as a broadcaster, but as a father and as a human being who wants to see the world come together rather than continue to splinter apart like we have been. You are the positive force that the world needs right now, my dude. And if the Ellen people have a, have a half a sense in their head, they're going to reach out to you and get you on that show. And we're going to be seeing a lot more of your face and hearing a lot more of your voice. And I hope we get to touch base again, man. On a personal level, you're an unbelievable human being and an inspiration to all of us, man. And it's an honor to uh, to have spent time with you today. And I and I know we're going to touch base again. And if you ever get down here to Tampa, I'd love to have you in the studio, my man. I couldn't be more grateful, Drew and Mika. Is that um, is that how you pronounce it, Mika? It's Micah, but uh, everybody says Mika. Micah. Right? Spelled like Mika. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Micah, okay. um, I appreciate you both that um this was an experience that i just couldn't have i don't even know if i could have dreamed this and it's it, you you guys helped make bring that a reality for me so i thank you for helping my dreams come true well no problem i think the next step for us actually is making an introduction between a guy who i think would share a lot of similarities with you and that's mr titus o'neill i know oh, yeah. i know that you and uh you and titus from the wwe you're very similar dudes in mindset and he's been where you are and and he's managed to convert and convey that into an unbelievable positive force so i'm gonna make an introduction uh via twitter to you guys and i know uh, from i know in my heart that he's going to be able to help guide you a little bit because he's a great dude who does a tremendous amount for not just us in tampa but globally the guy's unbelievable and not only that he's the guy who will pick up your phone call at 3 a.m or two yeah. o'clock in the afternoon so he'd he's be a good mentor for you man so I'm gonna make an introduction via Twitter, and then uh, you guys can take it from there. And I look forward to seeing where this takes you, Richard. You're an unbelievable dude, and congratulations, and keep it up, man. And those kids are lucky to have you, and so is the world, my dude. Thank you guys so much, man. You got my word; it doesn't stop here. Hell yeah! At all. Hell yeah! We'll talk soon. All right, Richard. All right, you both enjoy enjoy the rest of your day. I'm mumbling. Oh my god! You and me both, man. <laughs> Thank you, Coach Richard. Thank you. Now you can see why that kid cried. I cried three times just now. Dang. Maybe even four. Whew. 
Save big money on plant protection supplies. Now at Menards. Defend your garden with Triazicide Insect Killer. Its fast-acting formula protects lawns, vegetables, and many other plants. It kills more than 260 insects by contact, above and below ground. Choose from ready-to-spray, concentrate, or granular. Save big money on Triazicide Insect Killer at Menards. And check out our weekly flyer on Menards.com for all the great deals happening now. Save 